Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. recording today Katie and I a completely different type of episode um, and it's going to be an episode about business and laughter we just had a good giggle before we started um, because uh, sometimes and, and this is also going to be um, on Katie's podcast because Katie is a podcaster as well and in a minute I'm going to ask her to introduce herself maybe she'll do the same so that my her audience gets to know me because I'm like this voice popping up or actually this <laughs> face as well because we were having the conversation about the fact that it's seven o'clock it's actually 707 right now uh in the UK it's 4 p.m in Australia and so I'm in my pajamas because I just didn't have time to um, get dressed for this episode and then she said can you do a video and I said let's just do it who cares <laughs> You know, I'm kind of classy in my pajamas and uh, and let's go with it. So let me introduce our new business chat with Katie and Ange. So Katie, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about your business and then maybe I'll do that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. Um, thank you for the lovely introduction and thank you for being willing to jump on video in your pajamas your pajamas are much classier than my pajamas so you know you look fabulous um so my name is katie i am a health and life coach i also do eft and meditation and all sorts of things and essentially what i do is i help women entrepreneurs feel great about themselves feel great in their bodies so that they can show up and create the business that they dream of um and it's so fitting that we are doing this episode today on business and body image because it's kind of exactly what I do. It is at the heart of everything that I do. Um, and we're going to get into sort of the the details of that a little bit, I think. But um, yeah, so I, I help people feel really good about themselves, feel good about what they look like so that they can show up and do videos, perhaps in their pajamas or not, um, so that they can <laughs> do photo shoots so that they can put selfies online so that they can connect in, with their audience in a really authentic way. Because when you have an online business, you need to do that. Your people need to see you. And if you don't feel great about yourself, you usually don't show your face and then your people don't see you and then your business can't grow. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So um, anyway, so that is what I do. Um, so Aj, even though this is also for your podcast and you introduced us already, why don't you introduce yourself and your business as well so that um, everybody listening has a good idea of both of us yeah thank you and so I don't think we had said yet that our episode was going to be about business and body image so thank you for saying that now it's all clear um I'm gonna start first by saying why this is so important to me as a person even before being a business owner because I have always had a a, a very bad relationship with cameras in all sense of the world. And it's probably started when I was in my teens, when um, pictures taken of me started to look not the way I wanted them to look. Um, 
this was also linked to the fact that I was, I'm not looking back, I don't even think I was, you know, this is the crazy part. Um, but I was stamped as overweight. Uh, let's put this in context. I lived, uh, I was brought up and I lived in Paris back then, which is the capital of fashion and where every woman, uh, no, maybe not all of them, but most women um, thrive to be very thin, very elegant and or constantly comparing themselves to each other. Uh, all that highly encouraged by magazines. And, um, and so I lived in that. And I had a grandmother. I can see her picture here on my desk. She's up there. And I'm like, hello, but not hello <laughs> as well. Uh, who the first thing she used to say when I walked through her apartment um, was to comment on my weight. So she had apparently a very good eye to see if I had put on weight or lost weight. And that was the first topic. Even It's not even a conversation. It was a statement. Oh, you put on weight. And if I did, she would kind of sermon me and say, you know, be careful. You're going to lose your boyfriend or whatever it is. You know, like really, really helpful comments like that. Um, and OK, so I'm going to go a little bit more personal as well. I had a sister who had a completely different body image than me uh, and body body shape, more importantly. So, she, you know, um, in this color me beautiful kind of thing, which I don't completely, you know, agree with, but they, they have some truth in it. It can help to know your body shape, to know what fits you and what makes you look good. Um, she had more like a boyish kind of body shape so she had narrow hips she had small breasts and she had a fairly thin frame whereas I was a full hourglass from the moments that the hormones kicked in so of course every time I compared myself to her I could not win so I had these really layers of uh, unhelpful beliefs about my body which I started to hate and um of course, it wasn't helped by the fact that my mom put me on a diet when I was 12. Um, after um, after my family doctor decided that I had um, a risk of being obese. You know? so it's just a risk, but, you know, let's just nip it in the bud. And I think they were, you know, they were coming from the best of intents, but it was incredibly damaging. So in the family, I was the only one of the three kids because I had two siblings that had to have their sweets counted and measured and monitored and cake and everything else where I could see my brother and sister pig out. I was conscious that I had to be careful around food, that food wasn't my friend from yeah. very early on. And to compound this, and we'll get to the business part in a minute because I know this is more my backstory, but that's why I'm so passionate about what you do. And I know how important this body image thing is because it's been with me almost my entire life. Mm -hmm. So I was also convinced I was the ugliest person on earth uh, from very young because I wore very thick glasses when I was a kid. I started wearing glasses when I was two and also I was a misfit. And I, looking back, I realized it's because I'm very like 90% sure I'm autistic. I have four autistic children and usually, you know, there's no smoke without fire. Uh <laughs> Um, so it's almost true I'm autistic and so I was awkward socially as a kid mm -hmm. I never fit in uh, people didn't want to be with me uh, etc so it, it all compounded into me feeling really awkward about myself 
And this wasn't so much of an issue when I had a job because, um, first of all, I was hired more for my brains than my looks, at least in the job that I did. You know, I was an international business lawyer. I'd done really well in school. At least that was one thing where I excelled. Um, if I put my attention to it. Um, but then when I, so when I, when I started my business, first I was not online. So I did in-person things. And even though it was important to have at least one or two good pictures, and I did have a photo shoot, my first photo shoot. And we might talk a little bit about that, but <clears throat> I don't want this episode to be about me. Then I had to be the face of my business. And to be frank, into it was in 2015 when I had to take my business online because I started homeschooling my kids. I would not, I would not want to be in front of a camera. I just, mm -hmm. it was every time it was like so stressful. As if I was taking an exam, if I if I compare it, you know. And and the reason is there were so many pictures that were taken of me by amateur photographers that were atrocious, like wrong angle, wrong light, double chin, you name it. Um, and I, I don't have particularly nice looking teeth. So as well, um, when people took pictures of me smiling, that wasn't so good. <clears throat> and that's because I, I took antibiotics when I was a kid constantly. I was constantly ill. And so you may or may not know that it has an impact on the color of your teeth. Mm -hmm. um, right. So that's where I come from. And I had to overcome this. Right. Because I, as you said, rightly, um, if you're not visible online, especially as a human being, um, people won't buy from you because, well, the, I, th I would say, and I, I'd love to have your take on this. I would say it's because they don't feel they can trust you because they don't know you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is, there's this crucial element of being visible, but also being comfortable being visible. Because if you're visible, but you look like you're a rabbit caught in the headlights, it, that's not going to help much either, is it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So that's where I come from with this passion. And we've worked together for now, what, is it two years or a year and a half? Uh, Around... It'll be two years in January. So, yeah, okay. almost two years, almost two years. Um, and I, when I started working with you, I had already overcome a lot of my hurdles. But I had overcome them almost in the wrong way. Because I uh, overcame them by losing weight. So I was better because better or more comfortable in front of the camera because I was closer to the weight that I was happy with. But for mm -hmm. some uh, some reason, my body decided obstinately not to want to lose weight for the photo shoot I planned in October last year for my, my book launch. And mm -hmm. so I was faced with the decision of postponing indefinitely until... I was the way I wanted to be or just biting the bullet and just saying, okay, I'm going to show up exactly as I am. And that's where you helped. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And there's something really powerful about that, about that decision that you made. I'm going to show up as I am. And we can talk about that too, you know, cause you, like you said, you said that you think you had maybe gone about it the wrong way. Like you'd already done a lot of work on your body image and you'd come a long way but that maybe you'd gone about it the wrong way through 
um, you know, just pursuing weight loss and just trying to become a yeah. smaller size. And I want to say, you and I have had many discussions about this, that um, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with wanting to lose weight. Everybody has their own reasons. We all have our own bodies, whether it's for, you know, health reason, comfort reason, whatever it happens to be. If you want to lose weight, there's totally a way that you can do that in a loving, kind, compassionate, caring way for yourself. But if you hope to feel better about yourself simply by making yourself smaller, it'll work temporarily. But body image isn't about what you look like. Body image is about what you think you look like and how you judge yourself. So changing your body does not inherently change your body image. Those are, those are separate, separate things. Um, yeah. That needs to be and interestingly enough, I think I have body dysmorphia for sure. And when I went for that photo shoot, I thought I would look like an elephant. And when she showed me the pictures and she didn't Photoshop them, and I was like, this can't be me. You you uh -huh. must have photoshopped them. And she said, no, not at all. And I was like, oh, we still have work to do here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I mean, I didn't get into any of my sort of backstory before, but I mean, I grew up being the fat kid. I was overweight from the time I was, you know, a toddler. Um, one on my first diet, I think it was Weight Watchers. I would have been 10 or 11 ish uh, sort of roughly the same age as you um was constantly ashamed I was bullied I hated the way I looked um I held myself back in every aspect of my life because I felt like I wasn't good enough I felt ugly um like so you know I, we're not having this conversation only because this is your backstory right but like this is my backstory too um oh it's important I want to hear it absolutely yeah yeah um you know, and I think a lot of people look at me now and they think, how how could you how could you have body image stuff? How could you have these things? And I'm like, I still do to this day. To this day, we you and I were having a chat last week, I think it was, maybe the week before. And we were talking about this exact thing, right? Like, I still see myself as a lot bigger. So whether it's body dysmorphia, I know that is like a technical thing that can be diagnosed. I'm not diagnosed, but um, I definitely see my body as very different than it actually is now. Still, like my my high, I don't really care. Numbers don't bother me. So my highest weight, I'm five foot six. My highest weight was 221 pounds, which is roughly 100 kilos. Um, and, you know, I think I'm like... 145 pounds or something right now 150 pounds like like there's a big difference in the actual number on the scale and in my clo my clothing measurements and stuff but in my head I still see myself as that bigger person um so I, I'm still working through my own stuff as well um but the beautiful thing about doing this work is that you know the voice doesn't necessarily go away this this inner voice of you're too fat what's wrong with you you should be ashamed you should hide your body but it's almost like it just becomes um, quieter. Like you have to, you sort of learn to parent yourself through it. And instead of it being like the loudest voice in the room, this big bully that is like domineering and taking over, it's now just this sort of annoying background chatter where you can go, oh, that's cute. Thanks for your input. Get in the back seat. You're not driving. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this brings me actually 
I don't know why. This brings me to when we, before we did this episode, we said, oh, no, how could you tie this to intuition? And I said, I don't really care about talking about intuition in this episode because I really want to talk about business. But I just had a thought. And the thought is, if you feel awful about yourself and you come on camera and you're brave enough to do it, that's great. Please do it. But people yeah. will know. People yeah. will feel it because their intuition will pick up on the vibe which is yeah. why it's important not just to show up, but to show up happy, merry, <laughs> and loving yourself. Because the more you love yourself, the more people will want to love to work with you. To, yeah. Sorry, well, will want to work with you. Yeah? Well, yeah, because it's all energy, right? Everything mm-hmm. is energy. And you know, people use different terms whenever I just use the term energy because it's easier. Everything is energy. There's vibes. People look at you and they can tell, right? You call it intuition the same thing it's just picking they, up on the energy it's, yeah. it's picking up they won't necessarily know that you have body issues and that's why you show up the way you do they'll know that you're hiding something that something's off and that will put them off yeah and yeah. that i i can give you my guarantee that's what's going to happen so yeah. sometimes i wonder why there's not more body confidence coach for business owners because honestly it's got to be one of the most important thing and I will say not that I want to be sexist mostly for women because even though I know the the movement has also affected men this whole you know uh, objectifying women has has had some really damaging consequences on us yeah it absolutely has it absolutely has, because as women, we are groomed from birth, basically, from, you know, right from the beginning, we are groomed, we are taught, we're conditioned that you have to look a certain way in order to be worthy of love, you have to fit society's ideals if you ever want to be successful. And like, this isn't necessarily um, stuff that's communicated directly. Unfortunately for you, you had, you know, your grandmother who did communicate a lot of this directly to you, but a lot of people like myself, this was never told to me, but it's what I um, absorbed every day through media, right? Through watching TV, through magazines, it's everywhere. It's you have to look this way to be worthy of love, to ever be successful. Um, if you ever want, you know, if you ever want to fall in love and get married and you ever want to do this, you ever want to, whatever, whatever your thing is, you have to look the part. And if you don't, you're not going to make it. You have to look a certain way. And I think for men, it's there a little bit, but not nearly as much, right? Like for, for women, it's like our looks are the most important thing, which is just totally not true, but that's what we're told. Yeah. And as I was listening to you, I, I think my being a mother has really taught me so much about all that stuff, because when you're a kid, you receive it and you don't have a filter and you go straight in. And when I say it was my grandmother, it was also my mum. Because when, and my uh, my mother-in-law as well, when I had my second child, uh, <clears throat> who had a very different body type than their, their brother, um, because naturally, um, baby girls have more fat than baby boys, naturally. I'm not saying it's universal, but it's very, very And so they had really like, very very fat little chubby legs was my my first one was kind of a bit more like yeah skinny 
And the first thing that my mother-in-law said when she saw her second grandchild was, oh, he's going to be obese. And I was yeah. like, you shut your mouth right now. I'm not allowing yeah. you to say that again. Yeah. Um, I was so shocked. So what it's shown me is that adults project their own stuff onto kids and because we don't have a filter because our brain is not mature actually until we're 22 but all that stuff goes straight in it yeah. does yeah it really does um and then yeah. that that same child went to visit my mother um two weeks ago and she mm -hmm. actually made a comment that they had a lot of reserves and so they, they came back and said to me, well, my grandmother um, like actually told me I was fat yeah, in covert ways. And, and she is very overweight. Mm -hmm. It's her problem. Why is she projecting it again onto someone else? This is, this has got to stop. <laughs> it's systemic and it's generational. Right. And, 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 if somebody's willing to say that to someone else, especially a family member, you better believe they're saying it to themselves and they're a hundred times harsher on the inside. Right. So it's, it's yeah. directed at self first and then it goes out, but conversations like this and you raising your children in such a different way than you were raised. And, you know, that's a, it's like, it's a whole other conversation. Um, but you know, we've we've obviously. I, if, I know if we manage to tie this into business, I think we're geniuses. But no, <laughs> I know. So it's quite a tangent. But this is what you and I do, right? We just go on tangents. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I've I've been to your home. I've met your kids, um, and they're beautiful. And but you raised your children so much different than you were raised. It's like you 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 experienced your childhood and you went never again, yeah. never again. I'm. It I stops mean, you with me. Your, it stops <laughs> with me. It stops with me. And and that's how we create change and then conversations like this to help other people say it stops with me and if we can literally get people to say it stops with me then that is an opportunity for us to say then what are we starting yeah right, so this this actually brings me beautifully into the question i wanted to ask you because we've talked about you know it happens we have body issues it usually starts very young. How do you start changing that, Katie? Because that's your zone of genius. And I want to know if we could give the first three steps for our audience who maybe have body issues, whether it's because they think they're too heavy or that they don't like their nose or their hair or whatever. Because for years, I hated my hair as well because everybody commented on, on it. And this we could do a whole episode on that as well. <laughs> Not that it links to business, but it does in a way because because it's so curly, um, you know, and I was a lawyer. I, there was no one with curly hair around me. And I was it always felt that it was not professional. And why can't curly hair be professional? That's a that's a very big topic, actually. I, I, I was going to say that's a whole other thing. And we're going to get into like racism Maybe. in in business with that. I think right? so. Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe that's going to yeah. be our next topic, racism in business. That That is so important. And it's a very, very, a topic very dear to my heart. But anyway, yeah. we want to leave the the the, the listeners with, with three first steps or three tips or one tip and one thing that they can do to get started to feel more comfortable on camera or, or start their journey 
of yeah. releasing self-hate. I love this because you didn't tell me you were going to ask me this. So now my brain's going, ooh, what are we going to do? Um, because, you know, it, there is no one size, right? There's no one size fits all. There's no magic pill. There's no magic thing. Um, but there are definitely some common threads that I see between everybody. And these are things that, you know, I, I did myself um, years ago on my own on my own journey and then I encourage others to do. So if I had to say there were a few things, um, number one, surround yourself with people who are on a similar journey because it is so easy when you're just in life. Unfortunately, still in a lot of spaces, um, it's very common for women still to talk badly about themselves, talk about the new diet that they're on, talk about the thing that they hate about their body, talk about their Botox that they're getting, talk whatever, whatever that is. Um, you know, and I think we've all, we all have friends and we've all been around people like that. But if you are at a place where you're like, I want to change, it stops with me. I want to change. I want to do better. Find other people who are doing better. Find other people who want to do this journey with you. Um, and even if that's just one friend, right? One person. You know, this, or... is, this is brilliant. I, and I almost want to leave the, the listeners with just that one, because if they get too much, it's more difficult. But it's hard, cannot, no, though. I need one more. I need one okay, more. Okay, okay. Before you get to the second one, then, can I just say this is this can be really, really hard because yes. it might mean that you actually lose your friends. It's just it's the same as when you quit smoking. I it was so hard or when you quit drinking and you're of course, obviously you, you, you hang out with people who do the same thing as you. Yeah. And then it's so hard because you're like, oh, I'm, I might I might lose my whole social yeah environment yeah and our brain likes to catastrophize right our brain likes to look at it and go we're gonna lose everybody <laughs> like our, our, like seriously that's what our brains do right because they're trying to protect us like that that's what your brain that's what that inner inner voice yeah is okay it's trying to protect you so uh the chances of you losing absolutely everybody in your life are slim to none will you put some people off quite possibly Will you lose a couple of friends? Maybe. But what it also does is it really shows you the people who have your back no matter what. The people yeah. who are ups and downs, right? Like it, it's polarizing and polarizing in the people that are not with you and the people who stand firm with you. So it's actually a really beautiful thing. It can still be scary for sure. Um, but right. it's a really beautiful this thing. This ties with business because yeah. in business, you don't want to be vanilla. You don't want to yeah. be bland. You want to stand out. You want to be exactly you. And that's going to attract to you your ideal clients and repel others. So this is a lesson we can take from our private life and take straight into business. Be mm -hmm. more brave about who you are, what you want, your needs. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and along this line, too, I want to just remind everybody that courage comes before confidence. You cannot Ooh, feel confident yes. if you are not courageous. You have to be brave first. You have to be brave with your life. You have to be brave with your business. Like you have to dig down. It, you might take digging down deep and like finding it, but we all have it. We have that within us. Yeah. And wh whatever that looks like, right? If that's like posting a selfie, if that is having a photo shoot done. I love that you had that photo shoot done. Beautiful photos from that. If that is, um, you know, doing your first Facebook live, if that's recording a video and putting it on YouTube, if like, what, I, what I, I don't care what it is, doing your first webinar, 
you ha- you're not going to feel confident at the beginning. You have to be courageous first. And that yeah. encompasses body image. And the, the, the second thing that I want to say, as far as like a step or something that, um, you know, listeners can, can do like something, cause I know we all want to walk away and have something really tangible that we can like actually yeah. do find your people, right? Remember that you have to be courageous before you get confident. Confidence is not step one. Um, curiosity, yes. curiosity. Yes. This is a cornerstone in my personal life. It's a cornerstone in my coaching. I can't tell you, well, you can probably tell me how many times I've told you to be curious about something. Almost, almost every session with a client, we'll talk about curiosity and how we can look at things from a different way. Because what happens with body image when we're really struggling is that we get in a cycle of self-judgment. That's essentially what it is, right? We are judging ourselves. We're judging our bodies. We're labeling something about us as bad, wrong, not enough, ugly, fill in the, fill in the blanks of your your particular judgment. We all have them. Um, And when we judge ourselves, then what happens is when we have this level of awareness, and if you're listening to this or watching this, you likely have that level of awareness where you're noticing it and you're going like, wow, I'm being really harsh. I'm being really mean. Where did this come from? And then we go, why am I being so nasty? What's wrong with me? Why am I judging myself so harshly? And then we continue to judge ourselves. We judge ourselves for judging ourselves. And it's like, this horrible feedback loop where we just get stuck in. And for so many people that's normal and they don't even see it. But to break yourself out of that loop, curiosity and curiosity just means asking questions. Where did this thought come from? Isn't it interesting that I'm jumping to this conclusion? I wonder what I'm trying to make this mean. What am I trying to believe, you know, like what, what, what goal am I trying to get to with with this thought? My subconscious is telling me that I'm ugly. What does it want for me? Like, seriously, just asking questions, going, isn't it interesting that this is happening? What could this mean? Where could this come from? That, that simple thing, curiosity, opening your mind, breaks you out of the judgment cycle. Mm. And it opens you to a whole new world of possibilities, which include love, kindness, self-compassion, self-respect, all that stuff. But we're not even talking about that yet. We're just talking about curiosity. And that is an amazing step for absolutely everybody. yeah I think you you really inspired me with that from the word go and I will say one I think I want to keep this episode not too long so um I'll give you a chance to talk again but I want to say um I think we live in a very judgmental society and and in the online world in particular in the business online world there's so much judgment as well so as you rightly say, we have to be curious. Why are we judging others? Why are we judging ourselves? Why are we comparing ourselves to others? Um, Is it because we're afraid? Afraid Mm -hmm. of judgment? Mm -hmm. So if we would judge first, then like we have a win because we've done it before the other ones. So we are ahead of the game. Uh, I don't know. So judgment is definitely something we need to ditch. yeah your dog agrees you know i think that's a yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah. He, he agrees I, I, <laughs> we'll, we'll say that <laughs> um okay so yeah i think this for a first episode i think this already has a lot of juice for our listeners yeah um do you want to finish can, can i ask you a question uh, go ahead to, as to, help, to help us wrap this up yeah 
in your own experience, in your own business, since you started consciously, intentionally working on your body image and learning to feel better about yourself, what have you noticed shift in, in, in your own business, in your experience in business? What has, what's different for you now than it was before? So I don't think my body image is massively better but I'm not allowing it to come in the way of what I'm supposed to do because in a way I'm, um, I, do you say getting ahead of myself in the sense that I understand that my audience doesn't really care. Mm. They care more about what I have to say and what I have to bring to the table and what I can, I, what I can help them with. And, and that's more important. So in a way, it helps me to elevate myself above my little, you know, uh, limitations, beliefs, uh, idiosyncrasies, um, and and look into the bigger picture. So the bigger picture, which is my thing, really helps mm -hmm. me to get over myself. Yeah, basically, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I sort of said at the beginning, instead of it being like in the front seat, the driver, the loudest voice, the leading energy the leading thing it's still with you you still have it it's just in the back because other things are more important yeah it's like i reduced the volume yeah before yeah. it was like this this completely domineering energy and voice and now it's just something in the background that i noticed and i was like oh okay it's still there it's okay it's not a big deal and I, yeah. I do want my listeners to know that and people who follow me because I can probably come across as someone confident who doesn't have body issues because I've been doing this work for seven years now. Seven years, that's a long time. Yeah. And I've actually, I started long before that because the first photo shoot I had was in 2009 when I was writing a book about how to slim without dieting because I was a clinical hypnotherapist back then. Yeah. And that's when I said, <clears throat> I think I was going out about it the wrong way. Well, it was only first level and now I'm doing second level because I was waiting for the outcome of losing weight to be more confident. And it's, it's actually the other way around that you need to do it. So now I see, I thought it was a failure on my part to have to revisit this, but I, now I see with different eyes that it was level one and now I'm level two. And maybe one day I'll play at level three. This is the game. There's nothing serious going on here. Unless you have, you know, an eating disorder, in which case I would really uh, invite that listener or those listeners to go and seek some help as soon as they can, because that's, you know, that can impact your health. So that's what I would say. Um, yeah. My question for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is really loving this conversation. <laughs> um, maybe he's just saying we well, yeah, we need to wrap this up, and that's fine. Um, I well, all all the all we have dogs all around us, and all the neighborhood dogs—they're all having a chat. They're just having a conversation all yeah. at the same time. So yeah, yeah. it's like in Lady and the Tramp. You know, we're having this moment yeah. where the dogs are joining in. in... Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what would you say if it is the biggest transformation you've seen from working with women in business for your work, obviously? Mm. 
honestly, I've had a lot of people come to me and just say, they, I mean, everybody uses different words, but the words balance and freedom come up a lot. Okay. Balance and freedom. Because this can be so confining and it can make you feel like you just need to be small. And then we try to make ourselves smaller and we shrink and we try to be invisible. And, you know, having people come and just say, I feel like I can just be myself. I feel like I can, I'm free to like exist. I'm allowed to exist now. I'm allowed to exist as myself. I'm allowed to exist as a business owner. I'm allowed to exist online. And it's not that anybody else told me I couldn't. It's that I gave myself permission to exist and I'm not afraid of it anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's just massive. You know, I've had people who um, could never do a Facebook live, could never record themselves on video, started up a YouTube channel, like no problem. I've had people, you know, who were just terrified of posting selfies. They had their whole like Instagram profile was just words and stock images and suddenly they appeared and people started going, oh, that's who you are. It's so nice to see your face and beautiful conversations started happening. And, you know, um, so everybody's journey is unique, but without fail, working on your body image is going to improve your personal life, how you feel about yourself and your business and your clients and your everything. Yeah, because at the center of your business is you. Yeah. And I want to finish with this, if, if you're okay to finish at this point, with saying that the craziest thing is that you're in a cage that you put yourself in and you've locked yourself in and you have the key. That's yeah. the image that I've just been given. So grab that key. Um, Katie can help you find that key. That's okay too, to, you know, to reach for help. And, and, you know, this can have a massive impact even on your revenues and your success. So yeah. don't delay, don't delay. How you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So how you feel about your business, how you feel about yourself rather is how you feel about your business. How you feel, uh, how you treat yourself is how you treat your business. How you deal with your own self-image is how you deal with your health. It's how you deal with your money. It's how you deal with everything. So, and yeah, you are the center of your business. So when you start focusing on you, everything shifts for the better. Every time. All right. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Katie, for um, joining me on this new adventure, this this co-adventure. It's. Um, I hope that the listeners have enjoyed the conversation as well. It's going to be a very different type of episode. I think yeah. we'll talk offline about our next topic I quite yeah. like the idea of visibility because it's kind of a follow-up on, on this body image thing. Um, but um, I also want to invite our listeners to go into our respective Facebook groups. Um, you have a community. I have a community. So why don't you mention what your community is? Then I'll mention mine. And yeah. we'll have a post up with whatever questions people want us to talk about. Business yeah. related. Yeah? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. what's the name of your community, Katie? So my Facebook group, it's called the Heart Space Community. And we it really is a space for entrepreneurs to come in and connect from the heart. And you are welcome to come in there, practice being visible, practice showing your face. It's a great way to connect with others. Um, I would also say, even though you didn't ask me, but I'm just going to plug it anyways, um, Instagram 
I'm really active on Instagram. I do a lot of mini tapping videos on Instagram. I like to post real on Instagram. It's sort of my favorite platform. I'd say it's where I'm most active. Okay. Um, so if you're on Instagram, come come find me as well. So Facebook group and, and Instagram. Thank and you. what what's your handle on Instagram? Uh, my name, so it's Katie Allen Coaching. Okay. Yeah. And my group is called the Intuitive Revolution for Ambitious Entrepreneurs with Ange. And I'm mostly on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram, but I'm on LinkedIn at Ange de Lumière. So if anybody wants to connect on LinkedIn, I'm happy to do that as well. Thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, Katie, for accepting my invitation to do this special, special episode, uh, which will come on my podcast every five weeks. And well, I suppose on yours as well, Katie. Um, do you want to talk about what the name of your podcast? And then I'll mention mine just because we're going to be on each other's podcasts so people can find us. Absolutely. So my podcast is called Self Love Ignited and it is conversations just like this one. So I do a lot of uh, interview episodes and solo episodes. It's a nice mixture of two and uh, these episodes as well. So it's going to be some extra little sort of sprinkles um, thrown in there, some extra love sprinkles. But it is all about helping you learn to create a loving kind compassionate relationship with yourself and with your body um so yeah self-love ignited it's on youtube and all of the normal podcast platforms right and um mine is called the intuition revolution in business so thank you everyone and uh we'll see you again next week bye for now thank you Ange. bye thank you katie Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.